0: Hi,
1: podcasters. Thank you for joining us on the Workplace Talk podcast. For the next four weeks, I will be talking about productivity with Bob Patterson and Benedict Omolo. Bob is a semi-retired professional with 50 years' experience. 34 of those have been with a Fortune 500 company, and the rest of the time he has spent running a local Kenyan company. My other guest is Benedict, a colleague here at the Standard Group, where he is the head of strategy and innovation. And I am your host, Caroline Kimutai, the digital editor at The Standard Group. Now let's get this conversation going. Thank you. I have two awesome gentlemen with me. And my first question is to Bob. What is productivity?
0: Productivity is really the amount that gets accomplished in a set amount of time. And I say how much gets accomplished, Uh, I mean in terms of actual accomplishments as opposed to actions. Uh, Too often people confuse motion uh, with action. Uh, Motion is doing a bunch of things, action is actually accomplishing something. So uh, as a a manager and as an employer, uh, what I look for are people who can actually accomplish things. So productivity is amount accomplished in the amount of time and that's where time management becomes so incredibly important. Ben,
1: accomplishment over time, break it down to an organization. How, how does that work?
2: I think it's important for, especially with this modern organization where people are combining working from home and also the workplace, to be very clear in terms of what have you set out to accomplish, and therefore, has it been accomplished within that time that you are allocated? So, really, the emphasis would be on results. So, um, there's a task that you have been given. There is the time frame by which you need to have accomplished it, and therefore, either sent the results or the report back to that who is expecting it from you within that specific time frame. So. it's both time management it's also deadline management so that then somebody can say that you are a productive and result oriented employee
1: so Bob here I am I'm supposed to get this task or thing accomplished by half year or whole year let's talk about say we are now media and um, Ben has given me this big thing to accomplish So take me through what I need to do so that by December I'm having a happy conversation with Ben.
0: Well, the first thing in terms of any large task is you have to break it down. Um, If someone says to you, Bob, I'd like you to do a strategy, I can't just put on my to-do list strategy. Um, That's much too complicated. What I need to do is break it down into small sections. So in the strategy, for example, I say, work on the mission today. Tomorrow I'll work on the vision. Next I'll look at the SWOT analysis. That's the kind of way if you create a to-do list, and I'm a great believer in to-do lists. Um, I have two of them uh, all the time. Uh, one is for the office and that's the office kind of stuff to do. And the other one is the one I have at home and I refer to it as the honey-do list. And the reason I call it the honey-do list is cuz my wife puts things on it and usually she says, "Honey, will you do this?" So I keep those things and quite frankly, you know, I'm I'm kind of an old man and I can forget things very easily. So uh, it also helps my memory in terms of things that I have to do. And most to-do lists, you can hook them up to your phone, so even when I'm out, if I need, if, I, if I'm trying to remember to do something, uh, I put it on my to-do list on my phone, it syncs with my one at, uh, on my computer at home, and that does it. So, Caroline, to, if you want to have a successful conversation at the six-month thing is, take the activities that you've been asked to do and break them down into small things, and every day you look at that to-do list and say, okay, now what am I going to try to accomplish today? I'm also a great believer in not multitasking. Most people don't do it well. Uh, I don't do it well. So I suggest to people that if you're going to try to do something, take one of those small activities and complete it for two reasons. One is it makes progress. Second of all, there is nothing probably more delightful than to tick something off your to-do list. So your to-do list kind of gets smaller.
1: Um, So that's me. So Ben here will want me to accomplish things cross-departmental. So I have tasks I need to do with the finance team, the marketing team, um, uh, say circulation, so to speak. So Ben, do I need to join the dots? Because Bob has taken me through to break it down. But what if my success is dependent on another person?
2: I think the, uh, the main issue would always uh, be to have good conversations and clarity of expectation so that then the milestones are very, very clear. So what do you expect from me? Okay, so it, it's important that uh, the expectation, uh, what is expected of a department, what is expected of a colleague are clear to both you who is dependent on them and they who have to deliver to you. So that then there is a collegial work environment uh, so that the tasks that are jointly done are very very clear. Similarly, or in some instances where you have the flexi teams, the time period and what each person's bring to the flexi team needs to be very very clear, so that each player knows their role and by when they need to deliver. Uh, because multiple uh, uh, skills or, or, or tasks need to come together, but there is also a sequence. To accomplishing it so if you need to deliver a and bob needs to deliver b for me to then do the tasks that is expected of me it's important that you know when you should deliver to me bob knows when he should deliver to me so that then i pick because if any of you uh falls uh or does not meet the timeline then i can't move on
1: yeah interesting so um back to doing the to-do list so today's monday at what point do I do the lists? Do I do weekly? Do I do monthly? How does it work? Do I mix
0: it? It depends on how you're going to start. If you're starting, I suggest you do. What am I going to try to do tomorrow? Uh, my to-do list, you'll see, goes up to 2023. I know things I have to. I have to get my my new license. I have to do a whole bunch, of, and if I don't put it down there, it's likely that all of a sudden, October 25th, I'm gonna look and say, oh, my license has expired. Now I have to go through a panic. So, you start off in doing it daily but then you'll start to build things because some things you can't get done tomorrow. Uh, ben was talking about uh, uh, interfaces with other departments. That becomes part of the two list. I got to go see George about the financial plan, you know, and that may just be go to see him. Not necessarily, I want to sort of understand it. So you kind of start off with one day, but you won't get everything done in one day and that stuff then flows over to the next day. So you have this continuous to-do list that keeps you kind of up to date on what you're supposed to do. And you try real hard to rank the things you're trying to do so that you do the most important things first and you try to get them done as opposed to going to the sort of the, the easy ones. And when you get difficult things to do, That's where it is even more important to break things down because difficult things to do typically lead to procrastination. You know, I know I'm supposed to do that. Oh, I can do it tomorrow, that sort of thing. So if you break them down into smaller tasks, then you can sort of make progress. Even though the progress may be slow, at least you're making progress. helps both you and the things you're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah, so important tasks. But what happens is I have my to-do list today, Then Ben sends me an email and says, tomorrow we have an important visitor. You need to do slides for presentation. And we get a lot of interruptions, including emails, including WhatsApp, including, you know, many things. So if I had five things today, I'll only go through one. So, I mean, uh, Ben, do you have ideas of how does an employee manage interruptions? especially from a boss sometimes?
2: I think um, number, number one is the nature of our workplace today is that most supervisors do not expect you to be offline. Okay, uh, They expect you to respond, whether it's to an email, to WhatsApp. So you, you're expected to see all the things. I think it's important that uh, we then are able to distinguish the urgent um, versus the important. And I think it's also the responsibility of the employee to cultivate a good work culture with their supervisor. And when they get an interruption, they are able to ask, by when do you expect it? Because that then helps you prioritize your day. As Bob was mentioning, there's this important task you're doing. It's the big rock of the day. Then you get this urgent intervention. You, by the end of the day, if you don't finish the big task, you start feeling demotivated, you start having backlogs, and that and that is not good for you in terms of productivity. So it's very, very important to build that culture where then you you could tell your supervisor, okay, give me two hours to finish this, then I will deliver this. That helps both you and your supervisor get a realistic expectation of deliverables. So there's no more pressure on you because you're saying, okay, fine, it's, it's 10 o'clock right now, <clears throat> expect it at noon which then allows you to say, okay, I'll do one more hour of my important task, then stop, deal with this matter, send it over, then I pick up from where I'd left. There's a sense in which when you close your day, because the other thing is that we have, there are those of us who have so much to do, so you have your 10 big rocks or whatever that you want to call them, but the disruptions at the end of the day are so many. And so you discover that you've not really accomplished what you set out to do. Regardless of whether you work late and so you go to bed with all this anxiety, you wake up in the morning feeling tired. That's what leads to burnout because you have all these unclosed files. I mean, everything is open, uh, but it's important to also just focus on things. Talking about that, and, and, and maybe Bob would help us here, you also find several employees who on their workspace, you have so many documents, every file opened all over the place. I mean, it's just disaster. I think people need to learn the discipline of just settling down to one thing, reading it, closing it, doing this, closing it. That issue of closure brings you the feeling that you're moving ahead to accomplish uh, what was set for you.
0: If I could just comment, because I think you you raised a couple of really interesting things. Um, The first is how you manage your boss. And one of the problems most subordinates get into is they get into the Status of overpromise to underdeliver. So the boss phones and says, "I need this report at noon." So you say yes, knowing full well noon's going to come and it's not going to be done. So you just over-promise and so at twelve, a quarter after twelve, your boss is going to phone you. Say, "So, where the heck is this report?" Well, I'm still working on it. You've disappointed your boss. If you said to your boss, I can't get it at noon, will 1.30 do? Boss probably says, yeah, that'll do. Now you get that thing at 12.30 to him and he thinks you're a hero. You've been <laughs> one hour f- sooner. So we continually over-promise and, and under-deliver. And probably not the, the greatest one is when we set budgets, particularly corporate budgets. You set a budget and uh, the organization beats you down. No, you can't spend that, and it keeps cutting you. And you finally agree to something that you know you can't accomplish. So you've gotten that pressure off once. For the next 12 months now, you're going to explain why you've underperformed. And saying, well, I agreed to something that I didn't think was realistic isn't going to fly. So if you're gonna fight a battle, and again, that's another one, pick your battles, that's the one you wanna fight. Fight to make sure, either whether it's revenue or expenses or a number of people, whatever you're going to be managing, is something you think you can deliver. Challenging, maybe, but something you can deliver. Otherwise, all you're, you're going to be looked at organizationally as a failure. They promised 10 million in revenue and they only gave me six. Where if you said, listen, I can only get you five and you get six, you're now a hero.
1: As we move away from the to-do list, there's this issue of procrastination. And I guess that's what uh, a lot of us find ourselves facing. That, uh, you know, I have this task. I think it's very small. I'll do it on Friday. Monday comes. Tuesday. Wednesday. And I'm running against time. By the time Friday comes, I am working late. I am sleeping at 4 a.m. So procrastination. Why do we procrastinate? And um, I think... I personally tend to procrastinate on something I don't enjoy doing. So help me um, reduce my procrastination habits.
0: Procrastination typically happens with complex things, not simple things. Simple things we can do and we're done with them. It's usually the complex things. So, you know, the way you get around procrastination is in fact breaking the complex things down to simple things. And then just dogged determination, I'm going to go do this. And if it's on your list and you say, I can't do number two until I get number one done, it will tend to motivate you more to get it. And you'll be more productive in the process. The problem with procrastination is by the time we get to it, time is of the essence. And we've now, we get rushed through it. So often then, we don't do it correctly.
1: Okay, so how, as a manager, uh, Ben, I'm sure you've dealt with many of those procrastination procrastinators as a manager how do you help employees who like not like because sometimes you find that when something is too complex we don't like to touch it so how can we have an organization that doesn't have too many procrastinators
2: i i I think the supervisor one is to understand then the employees because it's very important to know your team And then um, here, then it comes more into coaching and working with them, especially on the complex matters. If you pick something like budget making or strategy making, uh, aspects of it can be complex. And so rightly is to break it down into uh, smaller uh, manageable chunks and then ensuring that that gets done. Uh, That would require at some point uh, more hands on. Uh, management to just ensure that something gets done, gets delivered, gets ticked off, because that then ensures that there is progress as opposed to trying to get the whole big process accomplished over one weekend, uh, which then makes it very, very difficult. So it's important to break it down and then follow through, Um, including also as a supervisor, just having what you'd call feeling the pulse or or, or just sharing. And this is where I think as a supervisor, we need to understand what is expected of our team members. And it doesn't need to be even at a a formal appraisal. Every day, like now this week, I need to just go through and say, what is expected of my team members? And somewhere even along the corridors, you meet them in a friendlier environment, not really uh, calling them to your office. You're then able to just ask them, how are you doing on this? That then ensures that they are conscious, that you are conscious about some deliverables Um, and and, and so there would then be better uh, traction in terms of getting
1: to the destination this has been a very very eye-opening discussion thank you for listening in episode two we will talk about setting personal and career goals make a date with us you can also listen to workplace talk podcasts on google spotify amazon Tune in and Apple. See you.